You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast for the final time this season. The Premier League season is now over, 38 games done, and 11th place finished for Villa, 55 points. And back-to-back wins during the season, Spurs and Chelsea, 2-1 wins. Unbelievable scenes. I know, I can't believe how quickly I've got home beating the traffic as well. That oh, was, yeah. um, what, what an atmosphere. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of the chosen ones being inside there today. Just kind of, uh, you know, it sounds a bit of a cliche, doesn't it? But I think the 10,000 did, did sound more than 10,000, yeah. didn't they? Uh, yeah, I really thought the is. volume button on my telly had broken because the fake atmosphere noise was a lot louder than usual. Uh, <laughs> Tell you what, it doesn't compare, does it? The real stuff doesn't compare to the fake stuff. No, it was brilliant. It was brilliant to see. Um, the the kind of the, I don't know how you describe it, the sadist in me, I suppose, um, <laughs> or the evil the evil person in me would love to have seen Chelsea miss out <laughs> as, a, yeah. as a result of that today, uh, just because uh, Thomas Tuchel's face um, annoys me. But anyway, no, it was brilliant. It was a br- brilliant win for Villa, and it's what a fine finish to the, to the season, yeah. like you say, back-to-back wins. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few less people watching this than usual with fans being at Villa Park for the first time in 600 days or whatever I saw it was earlier. 600 days, would that be about right? No, that's too many. days, that's two years, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it is. I think it's 360 maybe. No, that's not even... Oh, I don't know what it was. I'm sure there was a six in there though. Um, oh, quite, terrible. Great start to the podcast. Um, Brilliant saw... to see Villa finish the season on 473 points as well though, Dan. <laughs> Thanks for telling me that stat earlier. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. good to uh, I like your jacket, by the way. I think you've worn that before. It's so nice I have worn it. It looks quite new, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, yeah. Yeah, my hair looks a bit dodged, though. I think I'm where in the aircut. Where are you filming from today? Not the bathroom this, this, uh, this afternoon. I'm in the same room. I've just pointed me laptop in a different oh. direction because I was getting too much grief. Went out for a pint with my mate last night, and he was winding me up about it. He's a regular uh, viewer and listener to the show. So, hello, Ant. He was winding me up about my squeaky door and uh, <laughs> filming from the bog. So, I've decided to turn the camera around this time. No, you've done well there and navigated some tech issues. We didn't even think we'd be able to hear you this afternoon. You've, you've plugged your headphones in and sat there in shock as things have actually worked. It's the new me. Yeah. What did you, um, what did you make of it this afternoon then? Uh, you know what? The game's a weird one to me because I feel like I've not really paid attention to the actual football. It's a great start for a podcast, but because I've been working as well and I've been going through the photo library that we've been sent and we've had um, fans sending me some videos. We had like a little team of people sending me videos on WhatsApp. I've actually sent the link to this podcast to them so we could get some fans tuning in from Villa Park and share their thought, thoughts. There might be no phone service at Villa Park. There wasn't when I last went, so we might not, we might not hear from them. I think they've improved um, it, haven't they? I think they've not improved the, the 4G. Yeah, I saw something, but they've had stuff, they've said stuff like that in the past and it hasn't made a difference, <laughs> so we'll see. If they join, they join. If they don't, they don't. Um, so I've been focused on work and kind of just got sucked into the atmosphere and all the pictures of the fans and stuff. And So it felt like a pretty decent game from Villa, but... I couldn't sit here and analyse it. The first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, oh, God, Chelsea are, Chelsea are dangerous here. But we looked we looked pretty good, I thought, for the most part. I thought Nicamba so was good. What you're basically saying, Dan, is that you want me to provide the football yeah, analysis. That's I, a really I, worrying development. I did, I did text you during it saying, I'm, I'm pretty busy with work here. I hope you're paying attention for the podcast later. Um, so how about you tell me what you think of it? I told you I was watching Phoenix Knights DVD. <laughs> um, no, I thought, I thought Villa played well. I thought... I thought we, we might be in for a little battering um, at first. Chelsea did seem to have the bit between the teeth and looked like they were going to go and book that top four place themselves without relying on a favour from their, their London neighbours away at Leicester. Um, 
Mason Mount had a couple of nibbles, didn't he? And uh, in front of the watching Gareth Southgate, um, yeah. I thought he was going to going to be the one who shoved Villa's taunts <laughs> down their throats from the old Mount versus Grealish um, chapter of earlier in the season. But what did, I still can't decide. I know in my heart of hearts that Troy always miss hit that for the opener. Oh yeah, but you know we've seen it. We've seen that strange finish that he did in the cup way back at the start of the season. And we've seen that really casual side foot finish that we did, that he did against Albion at the Hawthorns earlier in the season. And he, <laughs> you always have to expect the unexpected with him. He did clearly scuff it, but it, what a way to scuff it. I've never <laughs> seen anybody scuff a shot so brilliantly into the top corner before. I think I saw um, someone on Twitter say that if, he, if he'd not scuffed it, if he'd hit it cleanly, he wouldn't have scored. It's only because he scuffed it that, it that it's kind of deflected not deflected round, but kind of the keeper had no chance. Like it went in such a, a the top corner that he had no chance to save it because he scuffed it. Not only did he go in the top corner, but he finished off the keeper as well, didn't he? I think the yeah. keeper ended up yeah. going on off half time, no doubt for the Champions League final. I tell you what, very well, quickly before you summarise the rest of the game, as much as he did miss it, it was a well worked corner from Villa. We're not used to that. You saw Mings and, and I think Conza like blocking off the, the Chelsea defenders so they can't run in. Ball played in along the floor, and it's a well worked move. And if he if he connects that right and it goes in off the bar, we're all saying, "Oh my god, what a brilliant goal!" So let's forget about the scuff and say it's a well worked corner for Villa for a change. No, exactly. It's nice to see. You know, we've moaned, haven't we, all season about Villa's Villa's lack of, um, I suppose, lack of. Clinic is the word clinic clinic the lack of what's the word? Oh, I'm gonna let you keep talking here. Clinicism is it clinical clinic 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 hands on a postcard? Um, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've we've moaned all season that Villa aren't clinical enough from corners, and it was uh, it was brilliant brilliant to see and fair play to Matt, Matt Target for having the presence of mind. Obviously, the Villa would have worked on that in training this week. Mm. Um, but special, special Matt Target appreciation moment, I think. I think, am I right in saying he's the only outfield ever present for Villa in the Premier League this season? I think. Yeah. Um, first, the first since I can tell you when, um, 2010, 2011. Do you know the player, the last outfield player to have 38 game season? 2010, 2011. Yeah. Oh, I think, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that season. Oh, I don't know. Who was it? Stuart Downing. Was it? Yeah, strange one. I don't know why played it was here. Guy, he arrived on one leg. Villa signed him on one leg. Yeah, played 38. I think that was his last season. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it was the Julia year, but I might be wrong there. He might be scored against Liverpool, didn't he? Scored the winner, uh, I think, on the last game of that season. And then they signed him. Um, yeah, first, first player to do it since Stuart Downing 10 years ago-ish. Blimey, I didn't realise that. Well, like I say, fair play to, fair play to, to Matt Target. We, we've... He's been very good, yeah. With Dostar cap team um, several times this season, his improvement has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, and he's almost set the standard and the benchmark now for any of those players, any of those fringy players this season that we've kind of accused of being flaky and blowing hot and cold. That's the level of consistency that you need to that you need to hit. Um, he's been brilliant. And like I said, I'm glad he got that moment. You know, glad he claimed that assist for, and a really bright assist as well for the opening goal. And yeah, I think I think the good thing about Target as well is not only has he obviously maintained a level of consistency in his performance, but he stayed injury free as well. Which, yeah. considering he's actually seemed to be a bit more aggressive um, 
and proactive. I think there was a brave header in there as well, wasn't there, today as well, mm. where he's thrown his head in the box to, to clear the danger. You know, he, I don't know whether, I'm, I'm sure professional football clubs don't give things like most improved player or clubman, clubman of the year award, <laughs> like, uh, like we do in grassroots football, but he's definitely, definitely deserving of our credit and our appreciation for, for the way he's played. And he's been a, a pivotal part of that, that, back four, that much improved back four, even though probably doesn't get as much, you know, probably doesn't get as much attention as the people around him. Um, But fair play to him. No, that was, that was, it was brilliant to see. And in terms of the, the second goal, um, yeah, it's Jack Grealish, isn't he? Working his magic down there and, and, and and cutting his way, cutting his way through defences. And, and then old Bert, with um again with the unpredictability as um as wrong footed the Chelsea man, uh, yeah. Georgina. And and that Amwar's just stuck it away. I mean what there was what were they moaning that they the commentator say that they thought he touched the ball twice? Yeah. He, yeah, for the penalty that though that he double double touched it so they'd have to retake it. Just he's, I think he slipped a bit, but he only touched it once. Yeah, I've never seen anybody slip and yet still dispatch a penalty so <laughs> emphatically. They normally dribble, don't they, or scuff yeah. wide. Um, so, you know, how many goals has he finished on? You're, you're the stat man well, today, Dan. Well, you are. You call me the stat man. I'm going to embarrass. It's an embarrassing pad. It's got sausage dogs on it. But I've written some notes because um, somebody tweeted me this and I said I'll definitely mention it. So, El Ghazi's got 10 in the Premier League and Bertrand Traore's got seven. So that's 17 goals from your wide men that we've continuously called flaky for the most part of this podcast for the last year. Imagine 17... if they were good. Imagine oh, if they yeah, were exactly. consistent. 17 goals from your wide men that we don't all, you know, we're all saying, oh, we probably need to replace them next year. They've done all right, haven't they? In hindsight, now they've had a full season to be judged on. And you'd like to think that if they're still around the squad next season, they'll be better again, won't they? I thought, actually, before... Uh, even before the, the the goal, Bertrand Traore seemed to really benefit from having the crowd there today. I thought he looked like he wanted to entertain and, and kind of thrived off it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just looking at how many goals Trezeguet had scored. So he scored two as well. So if you add that into the mix, you know, that's that's a, a really de- decent return from from those wide players. And the fact we've had our striker in double figures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just all points towards a really, really impressive season of progress for Villa and you know we've had our, our moans along the way you know when was it a wasted opportunity the the good work Villa put in at the first half of the season you know should we have gone on and you know gone and booked a European place and perhaps we should have done but I think I think it's where we finished is a very very good barometer of where we're at to be honest and I think it gives Villa something really a good level and a good benchmark to aspire to and to beat next season so I said, I think I probably said back in February when we were all kind of, Villa started 2021 a bit wobbly, you know, we're reeling a little bit from the uh, COVID outbreak of Bodymore. Yeah. I said mid-table would, would from, in my mind, be a satisfactory finish and I, I stick by that. I think it's, um, I think Villa have, have come on leaps and bounds since, since this time last season when we were, you know, watching through through the cracks in our fingers, uh, that game away at West Ham, it's, it's it's a different Villa now. Uh, and it's a Villa who look, look like we we set up that we want to belong back where we are. Yeah. Um, your connection's a bit dodgy and this could all become a technical disaster in a minute, but I can see that Adam Wright's joined us at the bottom of the screen from Villa Park or from his car, I think it is. So Adam, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. 
Oh can God, this is actually working. Yeah, absolute scenes. We can hear you. Oh, Adam, first of all, fantastic. you've been back at Villa Park. So lucky to be there. Only 10,000, but it sounded a lot louder on, on the, on the yeah, telly there. What was it like, mate? Mate, it was unbelievable. Just to be back and just that uh, moment when I walked up those steps in for the whole end and I could see the hitch. There was like a little tear in my eye and then the players came out to warm up to the biggest roar ever. And again, I had a tear in my eye and I'm thinking, what, what's going on here? What am I, what am I doing? Um, it was just pure, it was just pure emotion and being, and just the relief being back and just the roar and the cheer. And it's just like football, is football, isn't it? And all this, without any supporters and no atmosphere. It's all been rubbish, hasn't it? I mean, let's be honest. And just being back, it was just brilliant. And then the first to uh, actually win, you know, just topped it all off, didn't it? Yeah, beating beating these two massive European Super League giants in Tottenham and Chelsea in the last couple of weeks is uh, stick us yeah, up in that top six. You've um, made me jealous now, Adam. And, uh, you've upset me now. You're gonna make you're gonna make me cry now. Sorry, I, like man. To, I like to watch it from my from my living room with me stinky son sitting there moaning <laughs> and playing on his phone and stuff like that. And there's there's you living living the the real deal. So, oh, what was um where we are sitting, Adam? Whole end up right at the front. So it was amazing. Go on, Dan. Sorry, yeah, I thought. No, 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 I thought you were going to ask something else. I was going to ask you, Matt, even though we were watching it on TV, I didn't get emotional, I didn't cry because I was watching it on a laptop on Sky Go a couple of minutes behind in my, on my living room table. But when you heard that roar and you heard the, the difference in the fan chants to the, the crowd noise that we've got used to since June or July last year, I did get little tingly goosebumps even watching from home. So to have been there must have been unbelievable. You're talking to me or Adam? Well, first of all, Matt, did you feel the same? Were you emotional? And then Adam, just what was it like with 10,000 and, and what do you think it'll be like when it's 40,000? I thought it was, um, it, it just feels right, doesn't it? It doesn't feel right with 10,000 being inside Villa Park. It'll no, feel it feel right with 40,000 being. Like but it just, you know, we keep saying, don't we? God, the, the world's healing, I think, is the phrase, isn't it? And, you yeah. know, one of the, somebody I follow is an Arsenal reporter put a picture of Gunnosaurus back back in the stadium saying the world's <laughs> healing. But to me, any fans back in that ground now is a sign that we're getting, getting back there. I hadn't, I've not seen Villa since Wembley in, what yeah. was it, March, February 2020. So as much as I, and I joked on Twitter today, that has anybody had their email yet about the from the ballots? And as much as it was kind of, I was jealous of people like Adam and the other 9,999 who were there. You were there representing us, you know. I'm made up for, oh, the, for the fact that we are back in, I was and it's hopefully just kind of paving the way now for us to be kind of prop, properly back. Um, so, was, was your lad with you, Adam, today? He was, yeah. He is. <laughs> did you enjoy yourself, young man? Yeah, I did. Brilliant. Were you one of the ones making all that noise? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> tell, tell you what, it's been such a long time since I've seen you, Adam. Your son's voice has got deeper. 
in the last, <laughs> in the last year or so. He's, he's growing up. Um, what was the goal like, mate? First goal at Villa Park since, I think it was February oh. since the, the last game at Villa Park. I don't know what that was. I think, was it the Leicester semi-final? Or was it, uh, I know, was it Spurs, wasn't it, in the, in the league Spurs, that, was, that we scored? It? Yeah, it was um, great. Um, what was that like? Obviously, like, it was up the north end, weren't it? So, um, it was... It was at the opposite end to where we were, but to see it, and then he thought he's going to get on the end of this, and then obviously he just hits it like so sweetly, and then to see it nestle in the back of the net and just that jump up and that ecstasy is like, oh man, that that is football, and this is what we've been missing for so long. Um, it was just brilliant and kind of and after. Uh, Paul, that we run the harsh, weren't we? For quite a long time, we were under quite a lot of pressure mm. to score just before half time as well. And it Feels like we've worked on um, that routine now for a few months, and yeah, yeah. kind of at last it uh, <laughs> pays off. There's a few people in the comments saying there should have been two clear penalties for Chelsea. It's got to be a Chelsea fan coming in and, and trying to steal the limelight. No one cares. You've got in the top four. Forget about it. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, um, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I thought, how, uh, how did that happen? Um, we'll let you go in, that in a sec, Adam, so you can go home. Um, I'm sure you don't want to go home, though. Um, <laughs> finally, just just a quick summary. Are you happy with the, with the season? 55 points, 11th place, our biggest points total for 10 years or so. Oh, um, yeah. You can't, as much as it's fizzled out a little bit, we've won the last two and you, you can't be disappointed with 11th, can you, I don't think? No. Definitely not. We've made huge progress, haven't we? And and um, yes, it's disappointing how the last two, three months have been. But overall, we've made huge strides in the right direction. And you just hope now we can add two or three players of real high quality. And then hopefully, mm. like in the last week, we've beaten Spurs and Chelsea at the end of the day, haven't we? So you hope with those extra two or three, we can really push on. And I'm all for that. Bring it on in August when let's hope we're all at a park and it's uh, all the rafters. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if there's only 10,000 there next time and you get lucky with your ballot again, you and your son, me and Matt are having your tickets next time. <laughs> yeah, Adam, fair enough, mate. Before you go, I'm always interested to know where people park. So, so I can. No, I, I like. I like to know. No, because I like to know where the best spot. I normally park by the the old Crown and Cushion, but it's miles Road, away. We're on. Where's that? Evington Road. 
Show us. Right. <laughs> Let's get a glimpse of Villa Park's car parks. <laughs> um, but at the moment, I can't even sh- sh- show you where we are because like, the rain is absolutely hammering and I can't oh, see okay. anything. Fair enough. <laughs> well, have a, have a safe journey home, mate. We've already beat you home. We've managed to beat the traffic and get back yeah. in our living room. So, uh, Result for us. No, nah, it's good, oh, good to I see really you, mate. I wish I'd have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kick him out now. <laughs> Cheers, Adam. Thanks very much for joining nice us. One, have, a, have a good rest of your weekend. All best, mate. the villa. Oh, I'll tell you what. I wasn't. I was jealous before when I was looking through all the photos to actually speak to another fellow human that was there experiencing that. I'm incredibly jealous now, are you? I think in, in 10 years' time, there'll be 40,000 Villa fans who said, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there for that, <laughs> that first game back. Uh, I wasn't, sadly. Um no, it's good to see that you can see on his face and on the face of his lad, can't you? That it's yeah. um, like I said, it's just just baby steps at first, isn't it? Ten thousand, but you know, I want to be back there when it's absolutely heaving. Um, yeah, so, so hopefully that that comes. I don't know. It depends what I haven't read the government's roadmap to normality because uh, it depresses me when I do. Um, let's hope that that that'll be as soon as early into next season as possible. Yeah, I didn't want to be there today. Anyway, did you forty two thousand or nothing for me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got the lawn to mow anyway. I had some washing yeah. up to do anyway. So yeah, exactly. Um, you mentioned we'll talk about the football briefly before we wrap up. Cause we've got a big end of season preview podcasting that we'll do in the next few days or so. You talked about Target being the first player outfield player to get thirty eight games in a full season. Obviously, Emmy Martinez has done the same thing. I loved his little fist bump after one of his saves towards the North End, just turned around, fist bump, like roared him back. I can't believe, I still can't believe we've had a full season of him. I still can't believe Arsenal let him go for 20 odd million. What a goalkeeper. Yeah, I can't believe they gave that goal. And if Nolan had saved that, they'd have ruled it out anyway. <laughs> um, I'm gutted for him that he didn't quite break that record, um, yeah. but it wasn't for, for the one to try in. Uh, well, I mean, again, without without laying it on too thick about how jealous and envious I am of the people who are there, but there's some kind of real heroes that have emerged this season. New signings that we've we've only seen. To me, they're they're, they're television stars. You know, they might not exist. I've never <laughs> seen them in the flesh. So that that moment, like you said, like Traore obviously feeding off the crowd and that lifting his performance. Martinez giving giving the fans a little kind of nudge, a little fist bump after after that crucial save from from Chilwell. That's what it's about, isn't it? It's about kind of shared experiences and collective experiences. Um, yeah. But in terms of Martinez as an individual and as a bloke, what a signing, what a bargain! Um, I think he probably would go down as one of the well, certainly Villa's best best signing um, of last summer, probably probably in the top two or three um, in the Premier League. I'd have thought he's been, been an absolute legend of a man. Um, and I think we've got a good core now. We've got, we, we've said this all along that, that where Villa are on the journey, it's about evolution and gradually improving what we've got. But there's half a dozen players there now who I believe are already top six Premier League, top eight Premier League potential. Um, yeah. So it's over to um, over to the, the recruitment team over the summer. Uh, let's get Jack Grealish signed <laughs> signed up. Just to give him another bumper contract in front of his nose this summer, um, and let's get. I don't know. I still think we're probably looking at four or five um, additions, but I'm sure we'll talk talk about that at, at some length over the next couple of days. Yeah, um, there's a couple of people asking me about is there a prize for the fantasy Premier Leagues. Uh, league from the fantasy premier league league that we set up at the start of the season and 
I forgot that we'd set this up at the start of the season. I think James Rushton did it. So I think we said there would be a prize. What that prize is, because I don't know, send them a couple of mugs or did we say we were going to buy a shirt or something? Honestly, I can't remember what what the rules were. I think we left it to James to sort out. Like I said, I forgot we'd even done the league. So I think there's a prize. What it is, don't ask me, is my answer to that. Do you know? I refuse to get involved in it because it sounds, seemed like another chore to me. Uh, we'll cough up for a prize. Yeah, we will sort something. Uh, I think the probably the person asking that is probably thinks they've won. That's why. So that's why oh, I'm right. so interested. Um, you know that uh, money I was going to give you for a housewarming gift. Should we donate that instead, or what do you reckon? Uh, no, I'd rather have a housewarming gift. That's all right. That's all right. Well, well, you've got, you got two mugs coming your way, all right. <laughs> um, I was going to ask something else football related, but oh yeah, it's just something minor with the fans being back and the the um, it's the little things I I kind of liked. As much as all the, the chance flaring up and the reception that the players got when they came out, it's the little things like Dino give us a wave. So for, isn't like the little bespoke things for the actual fans that we we haven't heard for so long, and the little cheer and the little iconic cheers when someone drags a shot wide and it whistles out for a, a throw in or something. It's the little things that I enjoyed today. And like I said, as much as I'm buzzing with the result and it's eleventh place finish and fifty five points, just seeing fans back and the, it felt like a proper football game rather than the kind of TV version that we've been used to for. 12 months or so. Yeah, I was um, having some nonsense with you and somebody else on Twitter before the game saying I've, I've charged myself five quid to park on my own drive and I've peed all over my floor and stuffed the sink with with, <laughs> with paper towels and stuff like that. It is the, not necessarily those two examples, but it is those those silly little those silly little moments that you can't, yeah. can't replicate from your armchair, can you? Um, I mean, I would have loved to... Uh, I do love an away. I do love a, an opposition sending off as well. So yeah. you know, I would have loved to uh, waved after cheerio, the cheerio. down the down the tunnel with a bit of cheerio when he uh, slapped Jack Grealish in the face. I think this fixture's got a history. Actually, there's always a sending off or two um, mm. when Villa played Chelsea at Villa Park. Um, but yeah, it, it is those moments, and without, like I say, without labouring the point, fair play to the the, the ten thousand, um, the chosen ten thousand. I'm so jealous of you, <laughs> but. Made brilliant noise, created a, ma- a fantastic atmosphere, and you- you've shown us what we what we're missing when we can all get back. Yeah, I've got a little video um, from the fans. I think it's a LA, LA, LA chant that we'll, that we'll end out with before we end. Um, just quickly, though, like I said, there will be a, a kind of post season roundup, whatever we're going to call it, in the next few days. But are you happy? Are you happy with how the season's ended now? We're, it's all done and dusted. Have you, I feel like it's flown by, but also at the same time, like it's really dragged on in the last few weeks. But finally done. Thirty-eight games finished. Are you happy? I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy compared to to where we've where we've come from. Um, it's our highest finish since 2011. Um, te- a whole ten decade. You know, whole ten decades. Not quite that long. A whole a whole decade for us to. You know, we circled the plug hole, didn't we, so many times um, yeah. under Lambert, Sherwood, eventually under McLeish, eventually got the, uh, eventually got got relegated under a mixture of Remy Gard, Eric Black, so on and so forth. It was a slog. It's been an absolute slog. As much as there's been moments of gold and moments of excitement along the way, Villa have gone the scenic route. It, it's it's been, you know, it's. We've had to probably wait. This has probably been the first season in those ten years where we've we've had nothing on it yeah, yeah. within the last three or four games. So, as probably as boring as that is, it's a nice kind of boring. Um, and 
you know, it's without without this turning into a sentimental message. Sometimes you have to appreciate the, you have to go through the miserable times to appreciate the kind of better times. And I think that if we continue to build in the sensible way, you know, we have done since the new owners have come in, uh, since Dean Smith's been involved and Christian Perslow as CEO, then the platform's there. You know, the, the, we'd have loved to have done a Wolves or whatever and, and got into Europe after the first season or, or whatever it was. But Villa are in a solid position, in a much safer sounder position that we, than we've been been for a decade. So let's just let's just enjoy it. You know, we've got fans back in the ground. We've got, like I say, a, a strong core that can challenge in the Premier League. Let's add to that over the summer. Let's get us all back in there. And, yeah, bring it on. Like, as Adam said, it's, it's exciting times again. There's almost 600 people watching this. I said there'd be less people watching this with fans being at the stadium, which is one of our most viewed podcasts live of the season so far. So I feel like we probably shouldn't wrap it up, but I've got nothing else to say. Keep talking if you want. What do you want to talk about? Well, I don't want to go too much because we're going to do all our people are saying, like, who's the player of the season, the most improved moment of the season and all that. That's going to be a separate podcast that we'll do later in the week. I suppose we could tease one of them now. Do you want to do player of the season? I feel like it probably can't be Jack Grealish, can it? Because he missed so much of it. It's usually him, isn't it? It's usually the answer that, oh, does Jack Grealish play of the season? But we all say, oh, if it wasn't for him, who would it be? But you wouldn't give it to Jack this season, would you? Because he missed so much of it. I think it's uh, I think it's a three-way battle this season. And I'll, I'll, I won't say which one I'd put on the top of the podium, and who'd be in silver, and who'd be in bronze. But for me, it's it's still between Jack, Emmy Martinez, and, and Matt Target for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that in itself shows that Villa are, are starting to have more of a team than a, than a one-man team because Jack probably would have run away. Well, Jack did run away with it last season. Yeah. Um, so would you add anybody else to the mix with those three? Concer. Ollie. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. That's five, isn't it? You know. Um, I think that that's the, the proof of, of a successful season, isn't it? That there's so many players that could be considered contributors towards being the best of the year. Rather than just going, oh, it's Grealish and El Ghazi chipped in here and there. There's a solid three or four options there that could genuinely contend for a player of the season accolade. Yeah, I mean, I think Jack's still got a massive shout for it, you know. Cause yeah. Some of the numbers that he's added in terms of goals and assists. Uh, he's probably broken his own record for being fouled as well, even though he's missed a third of the season. Um, no, it's good. It's, we're, in a, we're in a strong place that, that we've got, got so many options that, that can be considered for that accolade. So what, just to quickly round off as well, the FA Youth Cups tomorrow could end the season on a high with the with the kids winning that. I'm surprised actually that Chuck Wamaker got 20-odd minutes with him getting a final tomorrow. I thought he might have a couple of minutes off the bench, but he looked again. He looked all right again, I thought. Yeah, I think the lad's got enough energy to, to play 20 minutes yeah. today and then to uh, then to play again. All oh, my five-side goals just blown down in the wind. <laughs> um, just to, to, to play again today. It's that, I mean, that's really exciting as, as well, isn't it? And we've yeah, got yeah. a manager who, you know, we've probably been nagging him a little bit more. We've probably been nagging him to say, why haven't we seen Louis Barry off the bench? And, you know, why haven't, why haven't the kids been given a little bit more game time? But listen, look at how much Jacob Ramsey has played played this season. Dean Smith trusts, you know, got to judge him, haven't we? He watches them train, train every day. But D- Dean Smith trusts some of these kids to, to be involved. And I think it's a massive opportunity. I think it's going to be a difficult match tomorrow night, but it's a, it's a, a massive opportunity to, you know, it's not quite, um, 
but I say win silverware, it's not the actual FA Cup that I'd love us to win. Um, but I think it's been, was it 2002, was it, the last time we won the FA Youth Cup? So that's nearly yeah, 20 years. Like, yeah. That's nearly 20 years as well. Um, so no, we will all be, all be glued to that. Are we doing a, I don't want to create extra work for you, Dan, because I know you're off in a couple of weeks. Are we doing that? No, I don't think so. I might do some social posts for it, maybe. Because as fans get there again, isn't there? So there might be some video that comes through, but I wasn't planning on doing a podcast it's if I took you about to I've given you the next two weeks off. Hey, what? I'm, it's an old holiday. <laughs> what, what is this? You can do the podcast with somebody else, by all means. You know how to run the software now. So yeah, I have this conversation with HR. I mean, I thought I was giving you that holiday out of the goodness of my heart rather than uh, you, you thinking you've earned it. But Yeah, okay. Should we call it there? There's 600 people watching, which is excellent. Thanks, everyone, for that. They're all waiting for the number season. seven. That's why. They're all standing in the rain waiting for the bus yeah, to arrive. There's, there's other things to be doing. <laughs> but stay with us. Bill of Park is not, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on your phone, you don't got to sit here and watch another waffle. <sighs> right, I'm done. Do you want to say thanks to the, the live viewers watching watching along this season? We, no, we've just been not a... particularly. No. Oh, that's really, isn't it? <laughs> of course I do. It's been brilliant. We've, full we've season, really... As much as we're talking about a full season not being at the ground, it's a full season of working like this. We've covered every game live after the, after the fact on Facebook and interacting with fans has been good, hasn't it? And we've already been talking about that if we are back at stadiums next season, what do we do about the, the work that we've done with the podcast? But it's been good, hasn't it? No, it's been brilliant. It's been uh, hopefully we've said all along, Dan, haven't we? That we probably, if you want to get really incisive, accurate analysis, then other podcasts <laughs> are available. If you want to chat nonsense with the the, the bald man and the big slaphead fan in the pub, then you just uh, describe yourself twice there. So yeah, I can just about see your hair. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's what we're about, and we, you know, it's been it's been fun. It's been a good Aston Villa season. It's been I'm glad yeah, yeah. That, that fans have witnessed a little bit of it. Um, it's been it's been the season that's put us back back on track and, and back on the map, if you like. Um, and oh, we, we just try and have a laugh along the way, don't we? Do yeah. you want to plug? Um, did you want to plug the? Is it actually edited? Before I say it out loud, the John Gregory one. Oh, you've said it now, so. <laughs> Uh, it, it's not edited as yet, but it will be edited the next day, yeah. Did you promote it as two and a half hours long? Well, I've I've not quite finished the edit yet, and it's two hours 40 at the minute, so I'm expecting to shave off another five or ten minutes or so, yeah. He's is a good a bit... talker, though. He's a very good storyteller. But the thing is with the podcast, and we're just chatting here, you don't have to listen to it all in one go, do you? You can, rather than doing it in five parts, and you've got to find out what part was on and what minute was on, you can just play the same episode and pause it and come back to it another time. You can, Dan, but just because you've got two weeks off, it doesn't mean that everybody's got <laughs> two and a half hours to listen to John. It is great, though. There's some great stuff. Yeah, but there's no football to watch now. So if you're going to sit down for 90 minutes and watch a game, and you can't do that now, sit down and watch 90 minutes of John Gregory and watch the other 90 minutes another time. <laughs> it's worth watching anyway. It's you very break good, it down into small yeah. bits. There's a lot of very good stories in there. Uh, that'll be out soon. There's been people saying, there's been a lot of people saying thanks for the podcast this year in the comments, which is really nice to see. And people also have, have been tweeting me saying, you know, see you next season and keep up the podcast, like keep it up, keep up the good work. As much as it's the end of the season, we've still got content to make. There'll still be stuff coming out in the next few weeks and then it'll be pre-season transfers and then we'll be back into to next season before we know it. So as far as I'm aware, you just mentioned me having a couple of weeks off there. There'll still be some podcasts coming out, I think, at least once a week over the next couple of weeks. And then we'll be doing transfer stuff with Ash and Facebook Live still. So no games to talk about, but we'll still be here at least once a week. And we've got interviews as well. So we're not going away just yet. 
Yeah, I want you to do, um, this should be a planning meeting for our fair, but I want you to do, or us to do another documentary one on along the lines of the Grealish as well, something. So we'll have, we'll get our heads together and get properly stuck into a topic. Yeah. Give you the chance to do all your Tarantino <clears throat> frills and bells and whistles and stuff like that. So someone's asked if we're doing anything with the Euros. Do we know if we're doing anything about the Euros? I don't know who's going to be there. It depends who's there, doesn't it, from a Villa point of view? Yeah. yeah. We could, we could, we could do, obviously, if Jack and Ollie and, Toro Mings are there, or one or two two of them are there, then we can check in on their progress, perhaps have a little look at transfer targets that, that might be playing um, yeah. for other teams. I don't want to commit to that, that yet, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Also, all the stuff we did in the off-season last year, like the, the season preview and the five players Villa should sign and all that kind of stuff, we'll do all that again. So there'll be plenty of stuff coming. And like you said, the John Gregory podcast is enough podcasts to fill two or three episodes on its own. So... <laughs> That's a big one worth worth waiting for. I think that's coming out at the start of June. We'll do an end of season. We'll do a Q&A. We'll do a five transfer targets we should look at. All that stuff will be coming in the next few weeks. And we'll have Ash Priest doing his, his weekly Q&A live on Facebook as well. So still plenty to go at. Yeah, and I've got the feelers out for another couple of um, 90s heroes as well. Um, so yeah. for some, some of the... Uh, older listeners out there so watch this space I'll try and get those and get them chatting on a trip down memory lane yeah we'll call it a day there then thanks everyone for tuning in this season uh, it's been it's been good fun there's been some absolute nonsense waffled on these post-match lives but we've also done some some good stuff as well not to blow our own trumpet um, stick with us over the summer there's still plenty to, to come as I've just mentioned um, loads of comments coming through now thank you very much Matt thanks for your all your efforts on the podcast all your waffle uh, silly analogies and stupid stories it wouldn't be the same podcast without them and um, we're going to end with a, a clip from Villa Park this afternoon because I just, just can't not sit back and watch it and, and feel a little bit not emotional but you know goosebumps and I wish I was there so we'll play that out thank you very much for watching or listening and we'll uh, we'll see you again literally in a few days but uh, yeah that's the season done for now Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.